the underlying theme of this entire event is authenticity and really doing what you say you're going to do. Welcome to the seven figure flipping podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of thousands a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen, your host, and I'm really excited about this podcast. I just got back from Flip Hacking Live 2019. I got back yesterday, got some rest last night, and back at it early this morning trying to get prepared for all the new Mastermind members and go through you know what worked, what didn't work, how we can get better next year. So um, this is the first podcast that I'm going to do That's we're going to rebrand from the House Flipping HQ podcast to the Seven Figure Flipping po Podcast. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit on this, um, on this recording for you guys and how all these changes are made and all the different things that we're doing. But you're going to see some different things on this video. If you're watching the video, obviously my hat. And then some of the different things that we're doing inside of our uh, mastermind groups. And uh, since taking ownership three months ago, everything that I've been working on for the past few months is finally out of the bag at uh, flip hacking live. So I want to take some time to just go through the event as I sat down yesterday, finally could uh, take a breath and relax and reflect on everything that happened over those three days at flip hacking live and the mastermind meeting, frankly, the three days that we had before that for our members. It's just amazing to see what we've accomplished in such a short period of time over these last uh, three months. So uh, I'm just going to basically break down the event for you guys and share some of the takeaways that I got and kind of what was shared. And hopefully you get a lot of value out of it. If you weren't at the event, even if you were at the event, just a, a recap to kind of go through your notes and, and pull a few things out of. Hopefully you guys are doing that this week. The energy that was in that room was just amazing. We had uh, about 650 people there. It was, uh, oh, it was just so amazing to see the, the, uh, the energy in that room just kept building over three days. Usually at an event, people start getting more and more tired. But uh, this year, I could just tell they were just kind of, every time I said, do you guys want to keep going? It was just a thunderous yes. And nobody was uh, was getting tired. When we came back the second day from 7.30, it was supposed to be 7.30 to 9. And I could just tell we just kept going and going and going. It was about 9.30, 9.45 before we broke that night. And people stuck around for another hour and a half just talking to me and shaking hands and taking pictures and things like that. So just a really an amazing event. So I'm just going to go through it and break down some of the speakers, uh, what they talked about and uh, give you kind of a recap of the event. So it started off, I kicked the event off and I was talking about um, kind of my why and my purpose and some of the mindset stuff that I've been uh, thinking about over the past few months as I've been doing these interviews with different people on the podcast and trying to see where they are and, and what's gotten them to the next level and what, you know, breaks through that barrier. And, you know, it, what it kind of came down to was my why being uh, my dad, my dad instilled a lot of the core values in me. And then, you know, you know, just making him proud of me. And that's, that's what I've been doing. And as I look back, I, it's very interesting to see the similarities and how my dad grew up and what he's done and accomplished in his life and what I've been able to accomplish in my life trying to emulate him. So it was really incredible. My mom and dad were at the event. This is the first time that they've ever heard me speak, the first time they've ever come to anything like this. And they, um, their wedding anniversary is today, actually. You'll be listening to this podcast on Tuesday, but their wedding anniversary is today, Monday, and it's their 43rd wedding anniversary. And they decide instead of going on vacation uh, you know, on their own and doing those kind of things to spend three days at Flip Hacking Live with us. And uh, it's kind of funny because we, we gave everybody notebooks. Let's see, I got one right here. We gave everybody Flip Hacking Live notebooks. If you're watching on the video, I kind of hold it up so you can see what it's like. Really nice um, journals for them when they sat down and they could take their notes in them. And my dad, I, I was able to steal his notebook after the first day. And I, his notes, just diligent note taker of every single thing he was writing down. He's not even in the real estate business. It's, it's really funny. Just a lifelong learner. And that's where my personal and professional development core value comes from, no doubt. And, and the hardworking core value. So uh, my parents were there and to just to be able to share that and kind of tell my dad's story a little bit and how he's affected me and how, uh, how much I love him was, was a lot of fun for me to do. And I was just so happy to have them there and, and have that support. And there's right there in the second row dead center. And I could just look at him every, every time I'm on stage, it just gave me a lot of power and, um, just a lot of push and drive to, to perform at my peak. Um, 
because I know I wanted to make my dad proud again. And, you know, my why being the fact that I want, um, I want my three boys to look at me in that same light and make them proud of me and, uh, and really just be thankful for everything that I've done for them. So I kind of shared some of that stuff and, and the different, uh, drivers that are behind me and what I do and really having hopefully people looking inward on themselves to say, you know, why are they doing this and really figure that out? Cause if you can figure out that, then, um, then you're not going to quit when things get tough. So that was kind of the moral of that story uh, that I shared. And then Andy came up and um, talked about uh, PPC and uh, SEO. So pay-per-click and search engine optimization for uh, online searches. Uh, Andy shared some, uh, uh, you know, a couple of uh, emotional topics about what's going on in his life and some of the things that have been happening. And, um, and then, you know, dove into PPC and SEO. And he even uh, brought up his, uh, the SEO master in his company, Kate. So she presented on the SEO portion, uh, which was really amazing to see her come up there. And she's a fantastic presenter, gave a lot of incredible content on pay-per-click and SEO. And their company, Digital Spark, was there doing, um, they had a booth out, out uh, in the hallway where people were talking to them about, you know, either working with them or you know, they had a sheet of how to, how to set up pay-per-click and SEO for yourself. So really amazing stuff. And then uh, Ryan Smith, you heard Ryan Smith on the podcast recently. He runs a company called Leadsmith, has worked for me for a few years. He came on and shared information on the um, niche marketing. So he went into a lot of different niche marketing techniques and it, that was just an amazing content packed presentation with tons and tons of free ways to find leads and really, really cheap ways to find leads just using your time. And some of the, some of the systems and automations and websites he shared were just, I couldn't believe he shared the detail and in-depth uh, stuff that he shared because this is what he does for a living for his clients. And he just opened the doors and let it all out. It was just amazing. Some of the, some of the sites he shared and, and things like that. I thought that was one of the most content packed presentations uh, throughout the whole event and really actionable things that you could do to go find these deals for really, really cheap. It was amazing. And then after that, so we went to lunch that first day and then I had a, the VIPs did question and answer with me, which I really enjoyed. It was about 45 minutes of Q and A and they asked me some really great questions and I, I really enjoyed spending time. We, we didn't let our mastermind members ask questions. It was just those that had bought tickets uh, for VIP. So we got some really uh, great discussions and questions there and I enjoyed uh, kind of doing that. And then Kush and Karush, uh, Talia came up after that to share some information about what they've been doing in their kind of uh, success. And you heard Kush, she was on the last podcast and she interviewed me. So you guys know that they're uh, on track to do about 80 deals this year. Last year they did 40 and the year before that they did like four. So really amazing to see them come up on stage and um, they've had some struggles too and some things that are going on in their life. Uh, Karish just got married. They were gone for a long time with uh, weddings. It was an Indian wedding. It took you know weeks and weeks and, um, and they were traveling all around and still their business was running because the people they put in place and you know, they had uh, something going on uh, in their life where they lost a, a dear family member and uh, Kush shared that her dad passed away suddenly in January on the last podcast. And you know uh, we all have something, uh, that, that's, that's going on in our lives that nobody knows about. And that this was, this was coming up throughout the event, you know, people were being vulnerable. They were sharing what's going on and they're sharing that all the struggles that they're having uh, in business and outside of business, in their personal lives. And uh, this is a, an open community. You know, I shared a couple of the things that, um, you know, had happened to me in the past, whether it be, um, you know, getting in trouble or losing money or uh, lots of the different things, you know, my story with James. And we've all got something that uh, could easily allow us to quit or stop. And these are just a brother and sister pair down in Tampa that are just, um, just continuing to push forward. And it's just amazing to see um, who they are and, and them coming up on stage and sharing. It was just, it was a lot of fun. And then we had, um, we had Chris and Heather Logan come on and talk about their uh, cold calling business. So they jumped in and just gave the goods on cold calling. After that presentation, you could just go back to your room and set it all up and get rolling. Uh, whether you're making the calls yourself or put up a, the exact ad to hire somebody to, to make some calls. Um, what, uh, what dialer to use, what list to use, what, who to skip trace, all that stuff. It's just amazing um, to hear them. And then Adam Ray came in and talked about his marketing cadence. So different kinds of mail pieces that will perform better and different uh, te techniques and tactics to use to get the phone to ring and get the conversion uh, rate up as opposed to just sending the same, same piece over and over and over again and uh, ringless voicemail and text messaging and follow-up sequences and those kind of things really kind of digging into that. 
And then uh, our last session of the day, the first day, so this is all in the first day so far, guys. This is Thursday. Then Terry came on, Terry Berger came up and he talked about raising money. And it was amazing. The, the, first, the first clip he did was the part from Jerry Maguire where he gets uh, uh, Jerry Maguire to say, show me the money. So everybody was screaming, show me the money. It was a lot of fun. So, and then he, you know, he gave the exact uh, script that he uses and, and different uh, things to think about for yourself. So uh, get people to know, like, and trust you and, and what to say to them and, and how to maybe some text messages to send to people or messages to send back and forth to them. He gave five, six different messages, depending on the response. He showed people how to pull a list of potential private letters in your market and, and what you would send them and some different tactics. It was just amazing to see that. And Terry's just one of the most genuine guys. So of course, people are going to loan him money. And that was kind of the theme of this event is be yourself, you know, be genuine, be authentic, and people are going to respond. It's a people business. It's not, it's not about the houses. It's about the people. And if, it's a, if you care about the people, if you do what you say you're going to do, you do the right thing, you'll buy more houses, you'll sell more contracts, you'll sell more houses on, after you renovate and resell them, you'll treat your contractors right, you'll treat your lenders right, they're going to keep coming back. And that's pretty much you know, what was the underlying theme of this entire event is authenticity and really doing what you say you're going to do. And so after Terry was Tom Lawney. So as a friend of mine here in Nashville, he does my life insurance policy. So it's got a company called Stress-Free Planning. And he does uh, these paid up additions, life insurance with paid up additions. And the reason I bring him up is because he, he was uh, one of the kind of sponsors of the event, one of the guys that was in the hallway with a booth. And it was just amazing the people that came up to me just saying, thank you for sharing something. So the way that we kind of structured it was you're, we show you how to do all this marketing and you're going to get more deals. And then Terry show you how to raise money and now you can buy more deals and then you're going to be making more money. So what do you do with your money? What does everyone do with their money? So I showed people what I do with my money. And Tom is a perfect example of that because he, he runs my life insurance policy. So I met him a few years ago and I uh, put some money into these uh, whole life with paid up addition, this becoming your own bank principle that R. Nelson Nash has written tons of books about. And I borrow off of those policies to loan money or invest in my business or flip with it. And it was really cool to see him come on and we just five or six minutes, we spoke about, he showed exactly what my policy looked like. We didn't, we didn't hold anything back. He showed exactly how much I invested in it, how much I have to pay every year. Everybody got to see my policy and my, my kids' policies. And people came up to me afterwards and just said, thank you so much for that. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know it was possible. It's just amazing to see what, is, was, what potential I have with something like that to get life insurance and use it in real estate. So really cool presentation that I think a lot of people got uh, a ton out of it. And then after that, this was the likely the most impactful um, from presentation for me on the emotional side was uh, Operation Underground Railroad was the charity that we supported. We brought them in last year. We raised Last year, we raised $150,000 for these guys, and we brought them in again. Last year, the founder, Tim Ballard, was there. And this year, we brought in a different angle. It was uh, Matt Osborne. He's uh, used to work for the CIA. He was one of the early uh, people that came on with Tim right as things were getting started and he showed a couple of the ops that he did showed a couple videos of different uh, operations that he did and he's he's one of the guys that actually goes undercover and is kicking down the doors Tim now is kind of the face of the organization and somebody that a lot of people recognize so these other guys have to go in and uh, do a lot of the dirty work now and Matt is just a phenomenal presenter he spent 30 minutes I was glued to the presentation it was just amazing to see what this organization is doing from the aftercare, setting up the aftercare even before the operation goes into place to uh, kicking down the doors and rescuing these kids. I mean, I've got my OUR shirt on almost every time I'm on this podcast recording it. Uh, every day I go to the gym, everywhere that I go. Um, after last year, what a lot of people don't realize is uh, Nate and I started talking and said we need to do more than just give money. And so we took over the state of Tennessee. We just knocked on the door for months and months. And finally, they said, okay, you guys can, um, they ran it up their kind of board of directors. They said, uh, you guys can uh, run the volunteers in the state of Tennessee. And that's what we did. So uh, right now, all the volunteers that come through Tennessee come through us, and we've done a couple events that have raised some money here in Tennessee for them. So you never know what's, what, who it's going to affect, what's going to happen. We kind of use the analogy, the pebble in the pond, and it's just a ripple effect goes, goes, goes forward. And there's 
I wanted everybody in there. I know that everybody's got charities to donate to, but uh, everybody can give $5, $10, something like that. That's just so insignificant to them that adds up over time. So that was the, the introduction to that. And we raised some money for that charity. I'll, uh, I'll let you know at the end how we did. And it was just amazing to see um, we gave away some t-shirts again and the recordings of the events for their donation like we have in the past. And it's just amazing to see the sea of red t-shirts that showed up the next day of all these donors. It was just unbelievable. The, the amount of generosity that's in this community that's there. I was just shocked. Um, so then we did the VIP reception. So after that, uh, oh, and maybe I didn't mention Operation Underground Railroad. You can go to OURrescue.org and it's a, uh, it's a human trafficking organization, uh, uh, sex trafficking for, uh, for kids. And we're really trying to, and it's not just sex trafficking. It's also organ harvesting and, and, um, you know, work, um, kind of trafficking for work. And, but the predominantly it's, uh, it's human trafficking for, for, uh, for sex. So Matt did a phenomenal job explaining it. It's really amazing that what these people are doing and, uh, they're just the, the real, the real heroes out there. So then we did a VIP reception. Matt uh, was gracious enough to join us at the VIP reception and it was outside on the terrace. We kind of went out and uh, had some appetizers and some drinks and things like that right at sunset. It was perfect. It couldn't be a better night in San Diego that first night. It was amazing. Um, so the next morning we kicked it off with a incredible wrap up video that from the first day that my videographer Andre did. He's fantastic. He did such a phenomenal job at this event. The whole staff was amazing. And uh, Mike Simmons did some, talked about key performance indicators and KPIs. Um, my takeaway from that is you've got to track your numbers, guys. We did a podcast with him on it. And if you're not tracking your numbers, you have no idea what the health of your business is. So he shared a lot of his different KPIs, what, um, what he's doing, what he's tracking in his business and what other people are tracking in their, in their business. So, I mean, I, I did, so many phones were up taking pictures of his slides and what, what's going on. It's just was amazing to see. Mike's always a, a phenomenal presence on stage and just did an incredible job. And then after that, Nate and I came out and we did our presentation on how to make an extra million dollars with your team. And I, I went through a lot of different things about uh, core values. It was a lot of core values. It's a lot of finding the right people. It's a lot of casting your vision and making sure that the people are the right fit for you as the owner and your vision and where the company's going and actually thinking about where your company's going. The one thing to think about is this employee that comes in. And I know at the end of the last podcast, we read my three-year picture and I did it at, uh, at Flip Hacking Live. I had, the, I had everyone close their eyes. I read my three-year picture and then I said, open your, my, open your eyes and tell me, can you see that? And it was, I could see it and everybody's eyes are like, wow, I can see that. I can actually feel it. And an employee needs to see that. They need to feel it when they're going to come in and work for you. They can't wonder if the doors are going to be open next year or the year after. Otherwise, they're going to be constantly looking for a position. So I also talked about the, um, you know, that Dan Sullivan goes into this, um, this who, not the how. So it's, it's about who already knows how to do these things, not figuring out for yourself as the owner of the company, how to do every single thing in your business. It's about finding the right people. And that's what we talked about, the who, not the how. So, um, and just attaching to people who already know what you need to know. And that's how you get where you want to go, as opposed to getting into a loop and quitting because you just, it gets hard. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. It takes forever to figure it out. You got to teach yourself. It just makes no sense. Business owners do not do that kind of stuff. So, and then we talk, bragged on our team a little bit. And then I interviewed Ray uh, Williamson from Lending Home. He was on the podcast too. And he was kind of like hinting about what we have going on. But now finally I can announce it of everything at this event of what was happening and what we were doing. So Ray came on with Lending Home. He's a hard money lender. It's a company that does about $125 million in loans per month, per month. So over a billion dollars a year in loans. And it's been about two years that I've been working on this with him. And finally, we can announce that for our mastermind group, the seven-figure flipping group, we have 100% financing. So they'll finance 100% of the purchase and 100% of the rehab for our mastermind members. And the most astounding thing that he brought up at that event was the fact he said, guess how many defaults? When we ran all the numbers of all the members in this mastermind, how many defaults do you think that we found when we did that? And the answer was zero zero defaults from our members. And he just said, that goes to the integrity of this group, the kind of people that you are and the professionals that you are. And it's, it's unbelievably rare to see something like that in a group this size with this many people doing this many loans. So that was honestly one of the biggest, um, thank you. Like the, the, just that feedback to me was 
It made me feel so good. We have the right people. We're finding the right people. We're attracting the right people and we're helping them grow their business and train them in the right way such that they're making their payments. They're flipping the houses correctly. They're doing what they should be doing and what they say they're doing. It just goes, uh, uh, incredible reflection on our community. So uh, thank thank all you guys. And uh, it's just amazing to see what they're all doing. So uh, that was Ray with Lending Home. And then my team came on, and this is one of the most proud moments that I had was when my four team members came on the stage and uh, each individually presenting on something different. It was, it was just, it's incredible. It's like a, that that proud papa moment that you have when your your kids are playing uh, soccer in the tournament or score the winning goal or something like that. So seeing Val Brega come up and share about lead management and Chad King come out and share about sales and uh, Ashley Detweiler and uh, Heather Foster come up and share about uh, operations management and also the our chief marketing officer Heather share about marketing. It was just really cool to see them and you know the professionals that they are and be able to hold the crowd of 650 confidently speak about what they know about because they are the experts in that field. If I had to get up there and talk about lead intake and lead management, I would, I'd fall on my face. And Chad behind stage asked me, he said, Hey, do you have any tips before I go up? And I said, I said, the biggest tip that I have for you is, is you know what you're talking about when you know what you're talking about and you know more than everybody else in the audience, you, you can't get nervous because you're just talking about something that you know about. And so I remember when I was getting my uh, master's degree, or but yeah, I was getting my master's degree and I had to defend my thesis. And when I went up, there was a bunch of PhDs, you know, doctorates and all kinds of different professors in the audience. And, and then my peers and some of the other uh, captains and lieutenants and things like that. So I got up there and I, had, I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know as much as everybody in the audience. And I was nervous and I was stumbling and, and I just wasn't a good performance. But when I get up on stage these past three days, I know what I'm talking about. You know, when I'm presenting up there, I'm confident and I, I don't get nervous and I, I get excited to go up there and talk to the crowd and everybody because when you know what you're talking about, you, you're confident, you're professional and you speak clearly. And when I, when I saw them on stage, just their, their presence on stage was just, it was, it was so nice to see the fact that we as a company, Blackjack as a company has given them that confidence in what they do and built them up to the point where they can get up there and confidently speak to everybody in the room who runs their own company and does their own thing. It's just, it was incredible to see. So obviously I think you can see how proud I am of, of those four. And then Becca came up and uh, talked about accountability. Oh, we went to lunch then and we did with the VIP members. Then my team did um, question and answer with all the VIPs. It was really, um, really cool to see them do, uh, you know, answering questions and, and giving recommendations to all the people that were in uh, the VIP group at, at that launch. It was really nice. And then Becca Shea, Becca Shea came up and talked about accountability and why everybody needs accountability. And she's, she's exactly right. Everybody needs accountability. Every single person needs accountability. And the small group, she showed some um, videos about the small group accountability that we've done and testimonials and success rate stories and things like that. It's just amazing to see it, some of our mastermind members and how um, successful they've been because of these 12-week year accountability groups that she's facilitated. So Becca, you should be super proud at, about that. That's all you. You were doing that on your own. Um, it was a, like kind of a pilot program inside the group to see how it went and nobody asked you to do it. You just did it. So I'll say thank you right here in front of everybody. I really appreciate everything that you've done for this group. It's amazing. And, you know, talking about accountability, it's if you want to hit your numbers and you want to grow and, and, and do more and be more, accountability is the way to go. There's no doubt about it. I have tried to lose weight for years and years and years. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast here and all the mastermind members can see. If you look at some videos from me two years ago, I'm significantly um, like lighter than I was then and just healthier because I've been trying to uh, run and lose weight and do all these things for, for years. And I got to the point where I was just unhealthy and I had to hire an accountability partner, somebody who could hold me accountable. I'll send three pictures a week to this guy and he's a nutrition coach and I'd send three pictures a week. I would track every single thing that I eat, my sleep, my waistline, everything, all the numbers and send it to him every single day. I'm tracking that. And every week I send him an email and I lost 35 pounds and seven inches in my waist. And I would never have been able to do that without an accountability partner and a coach. And 
since I've stopped sending that to them every week, I've gone up an inch in my waist and I've gained about five pounds back. And I know that if to get back to where I was, it's going to take accountability. I'm going to have to go back and, and do that again. So even, even people who, who you think are, even if you're, if you're listening to this, and you're like, I'm at the highest level I possibly could be. Um, I don't need accountability. I hold myself accountable. Well, I hold myself accountable too. And I, I hit a, I hit the peak, peak, peak performance when I had somebody in uh, accountability and a coach. So uh, thank you, Becca, for sharing that with us and holding us all accountable. And then Tyler Jensen came up and, oh my gosh, this presentation was amazing. He was making everybody laugh and he was sharing, you know, sharing. Tyler shared his seven day flip and his $40,000 rehab, just like we talked about on this, uh, on our uh, Facebook live that we did together. And but he did something even more. He took all of his documents, all of his manuals, all of his scopes of work, and he gave them to everybody in the audience. Every single person in the audience, he gave it to them. It was amazing to see. He, we set up a website for him. He put them all on there for download and just put the website up on the presentation. It was amazing to see the, the giving nature of this guy. And I'm so thankful to, to him and his, his openness and willing to share. Even he pulled me backstage afterwards and said, Hey, I, I want to do more for this group. I want to figure out how I can, how I can give more than I am right now, because I feel like I have a lot more to give and I want to, I want to, I want to do that. So thank you, Tyler. So it was amazing. It was a really great presentation. And so then after Tyler, we did something different that we'd never done before. I've been trying to figure out how to, um, how to, give back to our community. Cause one thing, when you hit seven figures in profit and we've had a lot of people that have hit seven figures of profit and that's kind of the goal of that group was to, to get to that seven figure level and balloons don't go off and fireworks don't go off and nothing really happens. Uh, even when you become a millionaire, nothing happens. It's just a, just some day of the week. And if you're tracking your net worth then it happens and nobody's at your house knocking on the door with a giant check. So I wanted to knock on these door, guys' doors with a giant check. So we're going to talk about some of the brand changes and some of the things that I have been, have been doing. And I wanted to take 100% ownership. We'll talk about Jocko and everything that he shared. But, you know, extreme ownership has been, it's one of my core values. It's one of the things that, that I really think is, is incredibly important. And when I took over the company, I wanted to take ownership of everything, the names, the logos, the branding, the websites, everything, every, this podcast, everything. Uh, I wanted to figure out how to make it my own. And it's important because then we take it, we, we have a background, we run with it, we have uh, an attachment to it. So, so one thing I wanted to do this year was figure out how to uh, give, give out some awards and what those would be. And I really struggled to figure out how to make an award. I, I looked at some other groups, some other things, and it's just nothing really stuck to me. Nothing spoke to me. Nothing was exciting until I looked on my wall right behind my computer right here. It's right in front of my face. And I've got all these military awards and I've got these military challenge coins. So what we did was we made a military challenge coin for everybody who hit seven figures or higher. And it's, and we, we branded it the seven figure club. So what we did was we said, we're going to get rid of this eight figure flipping group and we're going to call it the seven figure club. And so we made these, we made these coins, we made these awards for them. And a challenge coin is just a, it's about three and a half inches, anywhere, anywhere from like two and a half to three and a half inch coin. And they're kind of heavy metal coins that, uh, that sit in your hand and you can put them in your pocket. And what, what we do is we'll kind of pull them out and challenge people um, at the, usually it used to be at the officer's club at the, at the bar effectively. And the most senior coin would, would trump the other coins. So if you have a, you know, four-star admiral or two-star admiral uh, or the, you know, the commander in chief, the president, right? That's, that, tr that coin's going to trump all the others. So we made a coin that said the seven figure club, really cool coin and something that they could have. And then I didn't just want to give them a coin. I wanted something that they could hang in their office as a company. So what we did was we created a plaque that has a certificate that says, welcome to the seven figure club. And it has their company name and it has the amount of money that they made over the last 12 months. And at the bottom, it has a coin there. And I was able, and I was able to sign the map board. I was able to get to San Diego a day early, fly in a day early, get to the place that was making them and sign all the map boards and write a personalized note on each, each one of them. So it was really amazing to see. We had, we had a, a 23 people come, uh, uh, get the award. Uh, there weren't 23, all 23 companies there, but being able to shake hands with everyone and give them their coin and give them their award 
it was really incredible. And uh, I felt I, I felt like the commanding officer of a squadron. So I've never been the commanding officer of a squadron handing out awards to all my people. But I, now I know what it feels like. And it's, it was really an honor to be able to do that and, and see the smiles because it was a surprise to them. I didn't tell them. We tried to keep it uh, under wraps as much as possible. And uh, they didn't even know why they were back there. And we calling them up on stage. I hope they they really enjoyed that. So uh, something to work towards. If you're listening to this call and you're ready for next year, then, um, you know, the mastermind members that hit over a million dollars in their business will be walking across stage uh, year after year here. And so I look forward to having more than 23 next year. I'd like to get that to 50 and then 100 and then, you know, just get as many people to the level that they want to be at as possible. So was, that was that was one of my favorite parts of the whole event. Uh, and then what we did was we had a, a, a panel come up and tell their stories. We had uh, five companies, five members, just kind of tell their stories of, of where they are in their journey in, in hopes of inspiring those that are in the audience thinking they can't do it. There's something that is like, some these people up on stage, they just can't see themselves getting from where they are to where they want to be. So we had Jason and Jennifer Ross, um, a couple from Missouri. They have 11 kids. It's amazing to see what they've done in their wholesaling and flipping business over this last year. And just one year later doing, you know, 30 deals. It's just incredible to see that. Um, Eli and Eva Lopez in Corpus Christi, they, uh, Eli was on stage talking about his journey and his path in growth in his real estate business through this group. Uh, Tanya and Matt Rooney. Tanya is one of our uh, newer members of the group and just she has hit the ground running from right when she joined. She's just a go-getter and always, always going, going, going with a full-time job. Um, just it gives back and it already gives back a ton to the community. She's all already engaged. She's running one of the accountability groups in, in that program. It's amazing to see um, everything that Tanya has done. Amanda Howell, Amanda, Amanda Howell was on the podcast last, uh, last few weeks before Flip Hacking Live. So you heard her story. She came to Flip Hacking Live last year, super skeptical, um, joined the program and has grown her business significantly in Tulsa since then. It's been amazing to see her growth and her journey, especially with, you know, um, she's, she shared about her divorce and uh, losing uh, everything but one house and kind of having to start all over. So really amazing on a teacher salary. So uh, amazing to see what Amanda's done. And Ariane and Chris Lemire are a inspiration to many, many, many people over the past few years in our group. And it was really cool to see, to be able to give them one of the seven figure club awards and a couple coins and have breakfast with them on Saturday morning with Walter. It was just Really, really great to see their success and everything that they've done. And they, they, they'll share their kind of introverted personalities and, and things like that and how they shouldn't be this entrepreneur or business owner that's running a multi-million dollar business, but they are. And it's, it, it, the whole theme of this entire event was if, if we can do it, you can do it. If this person can do it, so can you. There's nobody on here that you can't relate to in one way or the, uh, another. It's just about the drive. It's about the why. It's about you know, pushing past your limitations. So, and then after that, we rolled out uh, some of our rebranding. Right after that, I said, okay, well, I took over this company. Just like I was talking about before, I'm going to change some things around. So, get ready for it. I'm changing the logos. I'm changing the names. I'm changing some different things. So um, I'll talk about some more of that after the event or after this podcast towards the end. And I'll share some of the things that, that I talked about. And then that night I was telling you in the beginning of the podcast, we went to the hot seats, the question and answer from 730 to 930. And uh, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Even our seven-figure members and our seven-figure club members, the people that were making multi-million dollars a year came back for this at 7, 7.30. And they stayed till 9.30. And then I didn't get out of there till like 11. People were asking me questions. We were taking pictures, hanging out. just the energy level was still so high at, at, at the end of the day. It, we were on 14, 15 hours of this event. And it's like people didn't want to go home. They just want more, more, more. So then Saturday morning, we had Walter Bond. Walter Bond is unbelievable public speaker. It's just amazing. I've this is the third time that I've seen him in person and I was still in tears. I was still laughing. I was still hearing something different in his presentation and, and what he was talking about. And the biggest thing is the, just this idea of, I, I still can't get past with my kids run to me with their arms out and they just want me to pick them up so they can see things the way that I see them. They just want to change their perspective. And he talked about money. Money is a currency that's meant to flow. 
is what he said, a currency that's meant to flow. You got to think about how you're investing in yourself, how you're investing in others. What are you doing with your money? Are you hoarding it? Are you keeping it? Or are you putting it out there and investing it in yourself and believing in yourself? And that was profound for me. You know, I invest a lot of money in my education and, and my training and my personal development, but I didn't used to. I didn't. I really, I, I, I never thought of it that way until I joined this group because it was always, I mean, I was, I was the guy with the library card, not even buying a book. And I, frankly, I still have a library card. So I'll go to the library every now and then and, and check a book out. But I was, I was just afraid to spend money on personal development, on coaching, on events like this. And now I just absolutely love going to these, going to these events, going to these trainings, uh, making myself better. What, how, like, if I spend $100,000, can I make an extra million? That's what I think about. So what can I do? I have a coach. We have a US coach. We have a, um, I have an accountability coach. I have a nutrition coach because I need to lose weight. So what are you guys doing with your money? What are you doing with your time? How are you investing in yourself? So think about that. Who all these people have, they have somebody that they can go to when they need help. And we all need accountability. We all need somebody to push us. We, we, are, we are probably all driven, high ego entrepreneurs, the good ego, the people who we want to be better. And honestly, I want to be better for others. I want to figure out how to impact others. I want to figure out how to be better, the best person that I can be, the best version of me possible. And that's going to take time. That's going to take an investment of time and money and myself. So he talked about this currency as meant to flow. He also talked about how we're a training and development organization masquerading as a family. So your family is a training and development organization. Your business is a training and development organization masquerading as a business. All you are is a training and development organization. You're teaching your kids the, the right morals, the right lessons, how to live. You're teaching your staff all of these things. We are, tra we are all training and development organizations. And when you think of that, it's all about the people. Your company is about the people. He just... He just hammered home what Nate and I spoke about on how to make an extra million dollars. It's a people business. This is all a people business and we got to take care of our people. We got to think about how we're acting and what we're doing. So Walter just blew the doors off of it. And, and at the end, I shared with him. So this is probably a good place to kind of talk about some of the brand changes. So before this event, we had all of these different groups. We had lots of different things. So we had this uh, house flipping formula, this house flipping HQ, six-figure flipping, seven-figure flipping, eight-figure flipping. And what I really wanted to do was instead of, and, and when we created all this stuff, we kind of just added different things on over time. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to bring it all together. I wanted to figure out how to, um, how to make, make it, like, make it mine, make it my own. So I got this coin idea. We got this coin. We got this this military type plaque where I'm signing the map boards. And I, it took me to my whole life is, is, was, was the military and aviation. So I've been flying for all like almost 17 years right now and I've never been out of the cockpit. So what I did was, and I always use this term, this, this runway, this, you got to have this runway of, of money, of a plan of, and, and committed to it. Otherwise, if you run out after, you know, I look at it like you got 6,000 feet of runway. So I got six months of runway, right? After two months, if I run out of money, I'm just going to quit. Like I can't, I, this, you got to let this business work. You got to put in the time. You got to commit to it. I did my first deal. It took me four and a half months to get my first deal. So I wanted to figure out how to structure this group such that it was the seven figure flipping is it the brand of seven figure flipping is where we are. And then we have some different groups. We have groups of people that are just getting going or are trying to ramp up their business. And then we got groups of people who are already at that level of business, but they want to grow more. They want to get to that seven figure number, that seven figure club. They want to get above a million dollars. And so I said, okay, well, I love this kind of aviation concept, this idea where you're, you, you're on the runway or you're just starting in aviation. We go to flight school. You got to start learning. You got to start training. You got to start putting the time. It's flight school is like eight. I, I was in flight school for two years. So we're learning about 
uh, flying, we're learning about the aircraft, we're trying to get going. So we're down on the runway, we're down in the weeds, just like a business owner who's working in the business. You're a one-man show and you're in the weeds. You're kind of in the runway, maybe you take off, do a couple deals, and then you're circling in the pattern trying to learn how to land the airplane. And that's the beginning of your business. That's the first few deals. And then once you start consistently doing deals, you're a business owner, you're running the business, you're starting to climb way up into the, into the um, into the sky. You're climbing up into the al different altitudes, right? You're climbing up in altitude. So when Walter Bond is talking about picking this, these, your children up to see from a different perspective, that's exactly what this is. It's this, and it's this, you're, you're on the runway. You can't see in the future. You can't see down the road. You can't see three months, six months, nine months, one year from now two years, 10 years from now. But when you're up at altitude, you can see far, you can see these things. It changes your perspective. Just like when I, when I pick up my son, he sees things differently than he does when he's down on the ground. He sees things small. We want to see things big. Obviously when Walter picks up his kids, they can see a lot bigger than uh, when I pick them up. But, um, I want to, so Walter had no idea that he was even a part of a catalyst to the names of these groups that I changed them to. So we, what we did was we took seven figure flipping and seven figure flipping being the, the main company. And then we have two groups now. So two mastermind groups, we have the seven figure runway, which is those who are just getting going. Those who are, have done a couple deals, but aren't consistently doing deals on a regular basis. And then we have the seven figure altitude group. So the old seven figure flipping group, we changed to the seven figure altitude group. So we've got runway and altitude. And the whole goal of anything that we do is to get people up to altitude. How do we get them up? How do we ramp them up to get into this group where they're around people who are doing consistent deals. And so what I did was I raised the bar on the altitude group and said, if you got to have done $200,000 in the last 12 months, 10 deals and consistently doing about a deal a month, you have to be consistently doing deals. And that's your entry into the altitude group. Anybody else is a perfect fit for the seven figure runway group. Anybody who has never done a deal all the way up to 200,000 and not consistently doing deals. They need the fundamentals. They need the flight school. They need the basics. They need to figure out how to make deals happen on a consistent basis before we put them in the room with the rest of the mastermind group. So, so with that, I, I got on stage afterwards and talked to Walter and said, Walter, you have no idea, but you were a huge catalyst in the creation of this group. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to induct you an honorary inductee into the seven figure club, if that was okay with everyone and everyone in the audience was completely on board with it. So I gave Walter a challenge coin to induct him into the seven figure club, an honorary member into the seven figure club. Um, so it was really cool to see the smile on his face and how much he appreciated it there. And also backstage when we went backstage afterwards. So Walter Bond, this was the second time that he's uh, spoken at the event and he's been on the podcast twice that I've interviewed him. He's just an incredible guy and, and all around um, just unbelievable speaker. And so right after that, we talked about, um, I had uh, Andre actually made a video to update everybody on James, my son, James, who's had um, four open heart surgeries in the first six months he was alive and he's got another one coming up here. He's super healthy and happy and he's, he's incredible right now. He's doing great. And I hadn't seen it. So uh, we watched it and James's birthday was coming up. So I watched the video and then afterwards we were able to Skype James in and, and say happy birthday to him. It was really cool to see his reaction and everybody saying hi to him and, uh, Will was up too. He's dressed like uh, Spider-Man. It's really cool to see the kids because I hadn't seen them in, in a while. So, so they did, we did that. And then we had this, we had a role play. We did a sales role play with uh, Jeremiah Johnson and Adam Ray. So Adam Ray came back out, two of the best salespeople we had. And honestly, uh, it was unbelievable. People, they, I mean, they were, they were at their time limit. And then they said, hey, we want to do one more. Is that okay with you guys? And the whole audience erupted. Yes, yes, yeah, we want more. And they just kept, they started negotiating. They did a negotiation with the homeowner and it was like a game of ping pong. It could have gone on forever. I had to get on stage and yank them off. I just, I, I, it was, they went over 15 minutes and I had to jump on. It was so good that nobody wanted to stop and go and go eat. Nobody wanted to go to lunch. We were like 45 minutes past lunch and nobody wanted to stop. It was amazing to see. And this is at the end of the event. This is Saturday afternoon at lunchtime. And we have one more session to go after lunch and they just didn't even want to leave. So that's the energy level that was happening over these three days. It was amazing to see. 
So then we went to lunch and we welcomed the new members of the mastermind uh, group at the lunch. So the new seven figure runway and seven figure altitude members. I had lunch with them and all the staff had lunch with them. It's just amazing to see the uh, excitement that all of these folks have to, to come into the group in the mastermind. And one, one thing that we're doing with the seven figure runway group that we've never done before is we're closing the doors for 12 months. So whoever jumped in is in and we're closing the doors. So I want to focus. So my whole mission and, and focus in this group is to figure out how to get them to that seven figure altitude group. Somebody who's consistently doing deals can jump into a mastermind group like this anytime. What I've found is in the, in the newer people that we were having people jump in and out of the mastermind group on a regular basis. And it just wasn't, they just couldn't catch up. We have to go together. Anything that I've ever done has been a class, my college, my flight school, everything that I've done at a high level, my test pilot school. These are high level organizations. These are master's degrees, bachelor's degrees, test pilot school cost a million dollars to go to test pilot school. And this to do that, you've got to go through together. So this is the first time that we've ever done something like this. And we're going to close the doors to this group and we're all going to go together. So one year, everybody in the seven figure runway program is going to go through together. And at the end of the year, we're, you know, if, if it takes somebody three months to get to the seven figure altitude group, great. If it takes them six months, great. If it takes them nine months, great, but it's a one year long program. It used to be a six month program that we had this six figure flipping program. And I mean, I just look back on my journey. It took me four and a half months to get my first deal. If somebody did that at four and a half months, I got my first deal. Okay, now it comes in the bank and I've only got a month and a half left in the program to keep ramping up and keep asking questions. So um, some people it's going to take longer than others, but my whole mission is to figure out how do we get as many people as possible up to that altitude group and, uh, and get their business up and running and get them hit the, hitting the goals that they need. So we've got the accountability baked in. We got some of my team helping to train their team uh, and them. And we've got... Uh, We've got 12 months together where we're going to close the doors. So we're going to work together. It's going to be a mastermind group, a true mastermind group where people work together um, for, the, for that year. I just can't wait to, to see the success of all of these people that signed up at the event. Um, um, I got back to work first thing this morning. I took yesterday off a little bit. Um, Walter talked about his presentation. If you want to get better, you got to watch game film. Are you watching your game film? Are you listening to your recordings? Are you uh, breaking down your appointments? Are you watching game film to get better? Are you training? Are you being coached? Are you watching game film? So yesterday on the flight, I had a four hour flight back here to Nashville yesterday and I opened up my notebook, my, my flip hacking live notebook. And I wrote down all the things we can do better for next year. I went through my head and thought about the game film and I'm going to watch the game film too. Once I get all the videos, I'll be watching the game film to say, how can we do better? How can we serve the people better at this event? How can we make this event better? I have never felt energy like this in an event before, ever, ever, ever. It was unbelievable. The feedback that I got, the authenticity that we were providing, that people were just, they, they were just, it, I felt like I was getting pushed. I felt like people, the, the, the energy was just pushing me to do more and more and more all three days. And it's like we were, the energy was going up instead of down. I've never seen it before. But I know, just like Walter said, we can all get better. Even the best people have coaches. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the game film and I'm, I'm going to hire somebody to watch the game film and give me feedback because I'm not going to be my worst critic. You know, somebody, other people are going to see things that I don't, I'm going to see things that I, that, that I need to work on. Other people are going to point out some stuff that I thought was wired that they, they say, why'd you say that? Why'd you do that? So I'm going to watch game film and I'm going to go back and I'm going to make this next year's event better than 10 times better than this year's event somehow. So so then sales role play. Then we went to lunch. We welcomed our mastermind members and then the one and only Jocko Willink came up and spoke and it was amazing to see him speak. Um, I, sp I got to spend some time with him up in my room uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night. He had dinner with our uh, mastermind members and then having him there on stage was just amazing to see. There wasn't an eye in the room. There wasn't a head in the room that was not trained on Jocko while he was up there and he shared about his laws of combat. So cover and move simple. So cover and move. Think about this cover and move idea of um, you're, you're firing a weapon on somebody. So we got, you got somebody shooting at you and you, it, one, you got two, two people in the platoon. One of them shooting back while the other guy moves and the other guy shoots back and the other one moves. It's about sharing resources and working together as a team, right? And simple, just making things simple. Even the most difficult things can be simply put. So this idea of being of simplicity is was the biggest eye opener for me on Monday when his team came in was 
sometimes I make things too complicated. Sometimes I don't give enough communication to somebody and I just expect them to get there. Sometimes it's, I, I tell, I give them 15 different things to do when it, it might only take two. So it just, the idea of simplicity, even in the most complicated, he, he used a couple examples of uh, some more references and just seeing how simple it really is. Um, just like I talked to Val on one of the videos that we created was, it's pretty easy. Lead intake's pretty easy. You answer the phone, you set an appointment. Like build some rapport, set an appointment. That's it. But inside of that, sometimes we make it so complicated. Wholesaling and flipping is pretty easy if you break it down. We might make it a little bit overly complicated from time to time. And to be really great operationally, we need to build in some systems and processes and procedures and workflows and things like that. But this simplicity idea, just being simple, it was incredible to see Jocko kind of point all that stuff out. So uh, cover and move, simple. And then... Um, We've got a, a decentralized command. So the idea that we operate on in my business is, I think we do a great job of this, a decentralized com command. So for us, it's, it's how do we, um, like how do I remove myself from the day-to-day -day tasks? So um, let everybody kind of do what they need to do without a bunch of oversight, without a bunch of uh, babysitting them, without a bunch of uh, uh, micromanagement, right? So. That, that was the, the big thing for me was that, that decentralized command idea. And I love it. I, I, we built our business on that. I watched Andy do it. I, I, I watched Justin do it. I've seen so many people before me come do this and create this idea with around the right people. And so um, this was just incredible for us. So Jocko absolutely killed it. He knocked it out of the park. And that extreme ownership idea, that concept of ownership for me was why I wanted to create these different groups, why I wanted to kind of go back to the drawing board on some of the mastermind groups and the concepts and the things that we were doing so I can take ownership. Going forward, starting to like the last three months working on this, trying to figure out what this was going to be, the culmination of this leading up to Flip Packing Live and then moving forward with it. Now, from now on, I own all of it. I own every single thing. It's, it's all my concepts. It's all my ideas. The success and failure of everything that happens is 100% on me. I will take extreme ownership over everything that happens, everything that we do inside this organization, everything that you hear on this podcast, everything. I am ultimately responsible for every single thing that gets put out by this organization, by this community, by seven-figure flipping. And now I love the fact that People know what's going on. I can share it all. We've been working on this behind the scenes for a long time, this brand rollout, changing the Facebook groups, changing the podcast, changing the mastermind groups, changing uh, like all the content that we're putting out there. I'm going to own it all. And it's all based on this book, Extreme Ownership. It's all based on the, the ideas that Leif and Jocko have put out in these books and the di dichotomy of leadership. So the fact of having him there was so surreal to just put the nail in the coffin, the end of the event, just put the cherry on top of everything that had happened over those three days. And it's funny because he talked about the people. It's a, it's a people business. He talked about it just like we did. It's, it's it. I mean, it's, it's the concept, extreme ownership. That's exactly what it is. It's about the people. It's taking care of the people. It's about taking care of your teammates. It's about taking care of your staff. It's about taking care of all the people that you are in front of at houses, your buyers, your sellers, everybody. It's all about that. And then I wrapped it up myself with goal setting. So we sat down and we went through goals and visions and timelines and actions so that everybody could open their notebook, open their journal and put what, on paper what they're going to do. What is your plan going forward? And I wanted them to create a plan for their personal life, for their spiritual life, and for their business. And so they created different goals, different visions, different actions, different timelines for all three of those. So they have something that they can go out and they can execute on over these next weeks and months and years, whether they join the mastermind group or not. They've got actionable items that they can take from this event and they don't just take that book and put it on the shelf and do nothing with it. So if you were at the event, I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you, that you, that you gave. Thank you for buying a ticket. Thanks for, thanks for supporting us. If you weren't there, I, I'm just going to apologize to you because you missed the best event that we have ever put on by about a hundred times. The energy was unbelievable. The feedback was incredible. The, the, I, I'm just in awe by uh, by all of the comments that I got, I, 
I stuck around afterwards, shake hands, uh, give hugs, take pictures. And it, I was there for over two hours, just people. And Jocko was even uh, kind enough to stay after he st stuck around for my presentation and then stayed afterwards to sign books and take photos and, and shake hands and everything. And it was just amazing to see the, the feedback that we got from the people in the group. Uh, what a great event. I'm, I'm kind of on cloud nine right now, but I'm ready. It, it just, that kind of stuff fuels me to do even more. Let's get back to work today and make sure this week that we are doing everything that we can to service and impact the, the people who join the mastermind and all of you, even if you didn't just listening to the podcast, um, sharing the podcast with others, giving us reviews, like just, we will give out free content on a regular basis on this podcast. And I'm just going to continue to bring you some awesome interviews, some, uh, some incredible information in the real estate world. And, um, and focus on you guys because that's what it's about. Uh, my only goal for this event was that people left better than they came. That's it. If you can leave better than you came, then my job was done. And I think we accomplished that. You know, before I sign off this podcast, the, the, the most incredible thing was the, the gratitude. I did a podcast on gratitude right after I bought the company. And I was in a place where I wasn't sure if it was the right decision. I wasn't sure. I was, I just, I don't know. I, I was questioning myself. I was questioning, you know, I was, I knew that it was going to be hard, but I didn't know how, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. And, but I was just so grateful for everyone who's given me so much along the way and everything that I've been able to give to them, back to them, to impact them. It's, it's just amazing. And so I've been writing a lot of notes lately. I've been writing a lot of thank you notes. I've been handwriting a lot of stuff because what I realized is that my time is the most precious commodity that I have, period. It's not your money. It's not, it's not anything else. It's, it's not none of this, um, these things, these items. It's your time. If you can give someone your time and make them feel like they're the only person in the room, that is the best gift that you can give to someone. And so I've taken my time every morning to write notes and send notes to people, telling them that I care about them, that I appreciate them, that I, that I, uh, you know, what they did was special to me. And something that I got during this event from Jennifer Ross, uh, so she put this together and I want to say thank you to Jennifer Ross is a book that says San Diego 2019. It's like a thank you book. And it's this book, like if you're watching the video, it's a huge book. And she passed it around to all of our mastermind members and they all wrote something in there. It's just a thank you. A, this group is incredible what this has done for me. And I, I was in awe reading this. It was just, it was incredible to get this. And from all of the, all the members in the group and everybody that was there. And, um, I, there was a lot of, there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of laughing. There was a lot of different emotions over these last three days at this event from everybody, not just me on stage, but everybody in the audience and everybody that was behind stage. So, um, I want to read one of these to you guys, uh, as I kind of check off this podcast, because it's somebody who's really close to me. She's involved in the program. She's involved in everything. And, um, it's really pretty, uh, pretty interesting when I read it. It was, um, there was a lot of foreshadowing in here. So let me just read it. It says, Bill, I remember my first meeting at Andy's house. We talked about in quotes, what would you do? What would I do if I ran this group? Just a small fun side conversation. But even then you had some kick butt ideas. Fast forward to Brian Buffini event and seeing a master at work. I remember you writing notes about what you were taking away to make even our event, our events even better. And now I'm sitting outside in San Diego, enjoying amazing sunshine, community, and lots of hugs because of you. What a crazy fun ride. I'm honored to have been on it with you so far and to see where it goes. Just looking back at all the awesome things that you've accomplished, the places this crazy ride has taken you, I feel 1000% certain that I can't possibly predict where we'll be in four more years. You are a bad uh, dot, 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 and you inspire me. This is going to be awesome. And also, I'm super proud of you. Love you, buddy. Becca Shea. So it's funny that we've been talking about what we're going to do with this group if we ran it or if we ran a group like this for so long. And now I have the opportunity to actually do it. And she has an opportunity to come along with me. And I'm really excited about where this is going. And I know we're going to go further and faster together. And uh, I can't wait to to bring you guys everything that we have been planning for the last three, three months and put it into motion over this next week 
to get everybody set up inside the mastermind groups and really pour into them over this next year without letting anybody else in and just focusing on the people that are there. So if you were at the event and you signed up for the seven figure runway, this is for you guys. I am going to make sure that we give you the tools, the strategies, and everything that we can to be successful. It's going to be up to you guys to what you do with it and take action with it. And, but I know it's there and I know you can do it. And each and every one of you believed and invest in yourself. And I want to say thank you for that because that's the first step. Remember, start from where you are, take that first step, and then take each and every step after that. Just keep going, keep going. When you hit a roadblock, remember your why. Think back to the emotion and the feeling that you had at this event. Go back to your notebook, take it off the shelf. Look at your three things. Look at your goals. Look at those goals. Look at those three things all the time and why you're doing it and what you're going to do. And I know that you'll be successful in anything that you do. So, hey, thank you so much for spending the time with me going through this event and listening to me ramble about all the things that I got from it and how excited I was, but I can feel the energy in the room. I can feel things changing here. I can feel the momentum, this momentum moving and pushing me forward to do more. And everybody, it's, there's this rejuvenation inside of our mastermind groups and all the people want to do more. The amount that's shared inside the Facebook group right now is just an unbelievable time to be a part of it. So I'm, I'm an honored to be a part of it. I'm honored to be able to, um, to take on the leadership of it. And I can't wait to see you guys uh, next year at the event. If you're going to wait till Flip Hacking Live to come see us again, I'll see you next year. And um, if you're part of the mastermind group, I can't wait to see you soon on the cruise. Oh, we announced that we're going to do a cruise in February. So we got our first seven-figure flipping cruise in February for our mastermind members, the seven-figure runway and seven-figure altitude members. So it's going to be awesome. Um, we're going to a one week in the, in the Caribbean. So I can't wait. All right, guys, thanks for uh, sticking around with me. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I've got some incredible, I sat down this today with Kyle and we came up with a, a list of things that we're going to be sharing on here and, and talking about. And I want to keep putting out uh, podcasts on a regular basis, a couple of week from, from here on. Um, so the, the biggest thing I'd love is if you guys share, uh, share the podcast with somebody, the seven figure flipping podcast, leave us a rating and review and, um, and share it with a friend. So I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the seven figure flipping podcast with Bill Allen. If you want to grow and scale your house flipping or wholesaling business, check out more insider tips and strategies from the nation's most successful real estate investors at sevenfigureflipping.com.